Hello, friends. Welcome to All Things Divine. I am your host, Erica Dontello, and today we are going to talk about home. What comes to mind when you hear the word home? What is the first thing that you think of? What is your definition of home? I used to think that it was me living in California, married to Luke Perry, being a Jill of all trades with having multiple businesses, just love and and a happy home life. You know, all the wonderful things that you see on a movie screen. I know it may sound silly, but it's true. That's what I thought. I can only be honest. Now we are going to do some deep cleaning work in our homes this week. Today, I'm going to share with you a few memories of home for me. And as you know, our home is our mind, body, spirit, soul, physical environments, and sacred space. So I'll touch on all of these during this episode. I mean, we're going to be in almost every room in our home this episode. Can we talk about the fact that I'm an ambassador for comfort clothing? I love this brand and I love their slightly weighted tranquil hoodie that helps with anxiety and stress. It is so comfortable and soft and my favorite place to wear it is in the airport because that's when I get the most anxiety. But honestly, it's my go-to hoodie. I love it so much that I got the sweats and I got it in other colors. Now let me drop a little tea. They are having a 60% off sale right now. And I want to give you a little extra off because, you know, you're my friends and we share things. So head over to comfort.com and use my code ericad 15 to get an additional percentage off your purchase. The details will be in the description. Now, my first memories of home are obviously my mom and grandma. My mom is my home and my spirit and soul and it's the same for my grandma my mom is beautiful loving understanding and compassionate she is literally my best friend i can tell her almost anything the other stuff i leave for my other besties but i can always come to her for prayer for wisdom for love She is my first memories of home. And again, like I said, my grandmother is too, hands down. My next memory of home is losing it. Literally, it burned to the ground and I lost a beloved friend that I cried for. His name was my buddy. Yes, chow. I had the kid sister and my buddy dolls, courtesy of my grandmother. Of course, he was not brand new. She got him from a garage sale. He was missing his hat and I believe he was missing his shoes, but I loved him so much. I remember as the fire grew, it started in one room and as it grew, I saw my buddy on the other side of the fire, but so much was going on, obviously our safety and then me realizing that I'm empathic and being able to feel my mom's fear, my brother's fear and my buddy. I mean, well, he was not afraid because he was a doll, but I wanted to run to the other side of the fire and grab him, but the fire was rapidly growing. And I remember hearing my older brother screaming so loud that I had no clue where he went. I just knew that he was not by the fire. 
I yelled that I wanted my doll. And I know my mom at the time was like, girl, let's go. Like, F that doll. Like, you know how people say F those kids? She definitely was like, F that doll. And I completely understand. But I loved him. And after the, the fire department came and put the fire out, I went back inside the house to see if maybe, just maybe, my buddy made it. But he was gone, y'all. My heart was broke. And I remember feeling so angry and I wanted to tell what I remembered happening and I did. So as time went on, I remember things were being replaced that were lost in the fire. My poor mom lost a lot and so did my uncle. But do you know that I never got back my buddy? I think I may have said something about it once, but I was a kid and I just wanted for someone to know how much I loved him and wanted him back. But I never got him back. Now, as an adult, I can definitely say that I sound selfish. But as a child who was only in second grade, I am going to honor little Erica's feelings because that is equally as important. But those were some of my main memories of home. And after my buddy was not replaced, it created this narrative with me that I lose and will never gain. That my feelings were invalid and I should just get over it. And others mattered and I did not. I later had a PJ Sparkles doll, y'all. That doll was messed up. I got her for Christmas. I wanted her so bad. And I actually got her for Christmas. But y'all, she would not sparkle at night. And we had the right batteries. But it was a factory defect. Like, hello? Seriously? So she was taken back to the store. And I thought I'd get a replacement, but I didn't. They were out of stock. That doll was a hot commodity. I don't know if some of y'all remember PJ Sparkles, but the girl was banging, okay? but I remember that I wanted it. I wanted her back and I wanted for an adult to remember that and remember that I love that doll and I would watch the commercials all of the time. And so although she was out of stock, I wanted an adult to just keep checking for me and surprise me one day with her. But they didn't get it, and I never said anything. I was just mute. But in my mind, notice how I said mind, because we have the subconscious and conscious mind. I felt that not getting that doll meant that no one would ever go out of the way for me and that I have to accept it. Now, absolutely, no one told me to be quiet. I just did, and I accepted that I wasn't going to get it. Me saying this does not mean that I was deprived as a child or that I was treated horribly. I got things, mostly what I wanted, but the narrative was already created in my mind. And later I put myself in situations where I would lose, you know, an egg on my face type of situation because subconsciously that story that I created in my head when I was younger, that started with my buddy and PJ Sparkles, okay? Ciao, I lost my buddy. Oh, but anyways, if I could get in my buddy doll, this is just a side note. 
I would probably break down in tears. Girl, if I can get a PJ Sparkle stall, I would. But my buddy, that was my homie. I know I would definitely cry. And I'm a whole grown woman out here in these streets. But y'all just don't understand the love that I have for my buddy. So back to what I was saying. The narrative that I created in my mind is that I would lose. And that I would, that no one would ever put me first. And so because that was ingrained in me subconsciously, again, I never spoke up to say, hey, why can't I have this? Like, I wasn't really vocal. I was, because a lot of people told me that I, I needed to be quiet, like, as far as, girl, you just talk too much. But I don't know if I ever would say, well, why couldn't I get this? I'm not really sure. I would have to ask one of my siblings, but I don't know. They might be hating on me, so they may not tell the truth. <laughs> okay, so let's move forward. Another memory is that my grandma, she would buy drawing tablets because my little brother was so hyper when he was younger. But he's an artist and a classic music lover at heart. So she would buy him these tablets um, that he could draw on, and he would draw for hours and hours. So she gave me a tablet also, and I would obsessively draw homes. Like my homes, they had multiple floors. I was definitely not the artist that my little brother was, but I would draw these homes with multiple floors and just sit there erasing the food from the table because it was now in the sink. Dinner was over. I would erase my little stick figures out of bed because it is now morning time and they had to go to work. It kept me quiet also. I mean, at the time I couldn't play bingo, so they had to do something to shut me and my little brother up and they let us draw. But yes, I obsessively drew homes and I still remember how I drew them to this day. Nothing fancy at all, but I just drew them and I, I still could do them the exact same way. My next memory of home was, well, is my mom again. We lived back in the house that burned down. They rebuilt it. A smaller version of the home, but we were back. I was really happy for my mom. And I do remember feeling that because I remember her crying because she did not want to temporarily live where we did. And my mom, she just did everything that she could to provide for my brothers and I. I have seen her work multiple full-time and part-time jobs almost my entire life. It was just always my mom and grandma cooking, cleaning, getting us clothes, material things. And trust me, I did not make it easy for them. I was not the best version of myself as a kid. And I gave my mom many tears and frustration. And, you know, just thinking about that, it does make me sad. But I am happy that my mom is my best friend. Like, thank goodness she doesn't hold a grudge, you know? I mean, I was a kid, but that would be really bad if she was still holding that over my head. Even though, you know what? My mom gets kind of messy sometimes, so she does throw little things in there, here and there. But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> and although I know that she didn't like me at times, because let's be honest, you love your kids, but sometimes you just don't like them. She still tried her best with me. So I do remember that memory of home. Another memory that I have is being in my room late at night. I knew everyone was asleep. I had a little chair in my room. 
I would pretend I was talking to Oprah because she invited me on her show. I would walk, I'm sorry, I would talk about my husband, Luke Perry, and all of the things he was doing and all of the things that I was doing myself. I'd cut on music and dance around by pretending to walk out on stage and hearing a roaring crowd. I would dance. Side note, one of my best friends, <laughs> we always tell the story of how we would separately dance in our rooms. It was like a lyrical release for me that I just didn't know that I needed at the time. But I would lay in my bed and get visions of my life and how I would be as an adult. I felt like it was like a download from God. He was telling me all that I would become and all that I wanted to be. I wanted that feeling. It's not the material things that he showed me because honestly, he only showed me a home that I would one day own. I have no idea what's in the home. I just know the frame of the home. But what I would chase after is that feeling so much. And when life would show me trials and tribulations, I harnessed this deep anger. Because what am I running towards if it's nowhere in my reach, Lord? I had all of these dreams and aspirations and these downloads that you would give me, and it is nowhere in sight. So I had this, this anger that was festering. Seek Jesus Heaven Made is a brand that strives to provide high-quality Christian apparel for believers and followers of Christ. They have the most affordable and comfortable active and leisure clothing. Now, their mission is to spread the gospel of Christ throughout the world while supporting those on the mission field. And a portion of all sales are donated towards several mission fields. Dedicated to serve and spread the gospel around the world, they want your clothing to start a conversation. Visit them at seekjesus.co. Why is this happening to me? Why can't I be like dot, dot, dot? The feelings of feeling unloved and reject, rejected surfaced in my definition of home. And I had no idea that when God showed me all of those things that he did, that it would be a battle to get to that point. I had no clue that I would endure what I have had to. And I would suggest if you're listening to go back and listen to the episode about Job 12 years, because that will definitely give you a better understanding of what I'm talking about. I would ask questions like, is this my life, God? How did I get into this? I was not raised to be like this. I'm too far gone to ever have what you showed me on Gilbert Street. <sighs> it was sad. But if you listen to Job, this is why I said to God, you know what? Just bring it to the light because I'm weary. Nothing lined up to that feeling that I was shown. Definitely not the visions. But I was ready to go forward. I guess at 30, I decided that I was ready to get that feeling that I was shown on Gilbert Street instead of trying to control my physical environment because that did not turn out very well. And it never does for anybody. Let's be honest. Like you'll get away with it for so long. And then after that, it's going to start crumbling down because you have no 
solid foundation. You're not building on anything solid, especially whenever it comes with control. It's always shaky. You can make it look any type of way that you want to. It could be beautiful, but you'll see those cracks in that foundation that you're trying to build and it's going to crumble. So the countless times that I would fall flat on my ass and I could, I could always go back to my mom and grandma because they are my home, always has been and always will be my home headquarters because that's where it started. So they're, they're the headquarters. But I watched my mom and my grandma work their fingers to the bones and their happiness was seeing my brothers and I succeed and go further than they've ever gone. It makes me sad because my mother is an interior decorator at heart. She would do so awesome with decorating people's homes and making them feel comfortable. Since she did not start a business, she did clean people's homes. She also sat with their loved ones in their homes and created a sacred space for them, a true safe haven. I've watched them do this my entire lives. They are sacred space creators. 100%. Now, they may not have had the education or funds at the time, but what they instilled in me, as well as, you know, the life lessons I've had, is how to nurture your home, water your gardens, and create a sacred space for others who seek refuge, spiritually speaking. They loved, gave spiritual wisdom, and took care of their home space. They are trusting and loyal to their cores. They never took care of others and neglected their own home space. They are my absolute perfect examples. Of course, there are some things that I wish that they would have done, like self-love within. My mom is learning that, and that makes me happy. And my grandmother, she started to do that towards the end of her earthly journey. Y'all, she would self-love herself every Sunday, dress up for church. You couldn't tell her nothing. But I've also seen them take treatment from others that infuriates me to this day. But they remained so poised for the most part. I mean, my grandma, she was a little gangster at times, but their faith was unshakable. They believed and so it was. And here I am doing something that they worked hard to see me do, to mirror their teachings and to be a believer. I hope that they are proud of me. And I miss you so much, Granny. I truly do. I miss everything about you, even when you worked my last nerve. And I will continue to make you proud. So you may hear me say this. Well, actually, you may hear me say this every episode. (laughs) I was going to say this episode, but I thought, no, I think I've said this several times now. um, But I'm really not sure. I'll just say it again. It all starts at home. And although I mentioned my mom and grandma a lot, and this episode is an ode to my mom and grandma, it ultimately started with me because it is my home that we are talking about. Y'all, all all the things that God showed me, I've maybe only touched 5% of it, and I'm just, it brings me to tears, and I'm in awe because I may never be able to fully explain into words how I feel. I just know I'm ready for more. And I'm sure one episode, I might be crying the entire time. And it's okay. It's fine. 
I know someone out there in in our tribe will cry with me. <laughs> and with that being said, dear mama and granny, I know that I am nothing without God. He's always first, but I know that I'm nothing without you. Your unconditional love is something to be experienced on this earth. Thank you for showing me what home is. Thank you for always being my safe haven. Thank you for growing with me. Thank you for always being the first hand that I can grab when I'm drowning. Thank you for evolving with me. Thank you for allowing me to teach you also. You are where I can go to feel safe and secure, deeply centered and grounded. But most importantly, most importantly, you have taught me to, of course, seek God first and that I will find all of those things within my own home and not rely on getting them from a human. It is within me. You are my best friends in this entire lifetime. Thank you for our souls meeting before we were born and agreeing to do this life together. It is time for us to start our work within our home, our mind, body, spirit, soul, sacred space, and physical environments. It is my sole purpose for being here on this earth, for this moment in time for you to accept the challenge. Of course, we have been doing it with every episode, but it's time to buckle down. As one of my best friends says, Buckle up, Buttercup. <laughs> you may be weary right now. You may feel something more in your soul, but you just can't pinpoint it. It's just, it feels like a nagging spirit. You may feel uneasy. You might even be unhappy, but we will work together. And that's why I'm here. I am a vessel that will touch the very core of your soul. We will get to that root and pull it out and you will forever be changed. I look forward to doing this work with you and I will see you on Thursday of this week for our final Black History bonus episode titled Ol Foley. <laughs>